Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Welcome to the Gaming Ride Home podcast for Friday, March 27th. I am Kyle Hilliard. Here's a whole bunch of video game stuff that happened recently. Microsoft and Sony offer somewhat reassuring comments about game and hardware delays. There is a little more to the Epic publishing announcement yesterday. Switches are scarce right now, and Plague Inc. is doing its part to help fight COVID-19. I also started an Animal Crossing game. Microsoft and Sony each release statements about potential delays related to COVID-19 issues. With everything that is happening with COVID-19, one game industry-related question that has been coming up a lot is what does this mean for the next generation of consoles that are planned for release this year? Neither Microsoft or Sony have reassuring answers to that question, but they do have some answers, at least. Head of Xbox Matt Booty offered a statement to GameSpot last night that read, We know that gaming connects people during times of social distancing, and we are committed to delivering the highest quality Xbox Game Studios games for our global community of players. At the same time, the health and safety of our XGS development teams is our top priority. Each studio is facing unique challenges and constraints depending on its particular location, and many of our external development partners around the world are similarly affected. We are supporting our studio leaders to make the right decisions for their teams and their individual games during this challenging time. Booty's statement goes hand-in-hand with a statement from 343 Industries, the developer behind the upcoming Halo Infinite, that summarized basically said that the studio is being careful and safe, and even though it is not announcing a delay for Halo Infinite, it acknowledged that it is entirely possible that the game could be delayed in the future. Eddie McCooch wrote the story covering Booty's statement for GameStop, finishing out the article writing, A spokesperson for Microsoft tells GameSpot that Microsoft has never announced a release date for Halo Infinite, so there is no change to report on for the game's launch timing. It remains on schedule to release holiday 2020, the company reconfirmed to GameSpot. I'm connecting a few dots here, but I I do feel like Halo Infinite and the Xbox Series X go hand in hand. I think if that game were to be delayed it would probably affect the release of the Xbox Series X. This morning, Sony released a large COVID-19 statement that covered all of its various businesses and video games were addressed, although briefly, along with taking the necessary precautions as suggested by various governments, Sony has as much of its workforce as it can manage working from home. The statement said that its film and music branches are already being affected by theater closures and many of its electronics manufacturing will be affected by delays. The full statement actually separates video games, which is why I don't think PlayStation 5 falls under that umbrella or was mentioned alongside the electronics details. But regarding that games and network services segment of the announcement, this is what Sony had to say. Sony estimates that there will be no material impact on this business for this current fiscal year. Although no issues have emerged so far, 
Sony is carefully monitoring the risk of delays in production schedules for game software titles at both its first-party studios and partner studios, primarily in Europe and the U.S. So, for the time being, it seems that games are on track. Obviously, that could all change at any moment, but for now, at the time of this recording, on Friday, March 27th, it seems it's various games, Sony's various games, and potentially the PlayStation 5 are still on track. The big takeaway here is things are currently on track for both Sony and Microsoft in terms of games, and then maybe we can connect dots a little bit and presume that hardware is still on track, but the future is absolutely uncertain right now. If I were a pessimistic betting man, I would think that the next-gen consoles are probably going to slip into next year. I hope they don't, because I like video games, but If they don't slip, it's also a good sign of world health, but I am also perfectly happy to wait if it means everyone stays healthy as a result. That would be my preference. Remedy has two games in the works, and Play Dead offers a tiny 15-second tease. I have some follow-up details for yesterday's news about Epic Games' publishing efforts, Yesterday, when discussing Epic's announcement that it would be fully publishing games from Remedy, Playdead, and Gen Design, I said there weren't any additional details, but that was not entirely true, except for maybe Gen Design. They shared a lot of the news yesterday, retweeting just about every story covering it, and they have some new job openings on their website, but Playdead and Remedy had some actual interesting tangible things. Shortly after the announcement, Playdead tweeted, Join us on our next project. And with that was included a 15-second soundless clip, which is a GIF on their website, of a shadowy hillside. There's a tiny little human character standing a few feet away from some kind of vehicle. And I mean, really, the only thing that proves that it's like a video or a GIF is that the clouds in the background are kind of drifting slowly. It looks a little closer to Limbo than Inside, and it looks like it could play from a 2D perspective. If this is even a gameplay shot, I don't know. But... You know, even that, this is all just really a lot of conjecture based on a 15-second GIF. I'm sorry if I'm talking way too much about way too little, but Playdead is seriously one of my favorite developers. Inside is one of my favorite games ever, and that studio is incredibly closed off in a way that I I truly think benefits their games, because I don't really have a lot of insight into their development process and makes it all the more mysterious. So anytime there's even just like a tiny little bit of information... Or like with yesterday, they had the Epic Games announcement trailer. They had a couple of shots of inside the studio. They had uh, images of Arndt Jensen, who's kind of the creative force behind Playdead. Like, I ate all that up. I was pausing it. I was looking for concept art and stuff like that. Like, I just love Playdead so much that I dig way too deep into that stuff. Remedy also offered up some additional details about the partnership that I think are really interesting and worth discussing. In a press release from Remedy about the publishing deal, communications director Tomas Puha said that the deal covers two upcoming games, writing, The first project is Remedy's most ambitious one yet, a AAA multi-platform game already in pre-production. So, quick aside here, multi-platform, it's not going to be an Epic Games Store exclusive. It will come to other consoles, I assume, maybe Steam, we'll see. Back to the press release. The second is a new, smaller-scale project set in the same franchise. Both games are being developed on Remedy's proprietary state-of-the-art Northlight game engine and tools. And then later in the release, Puha wrote, 
both games will be launched on next generation console platforms and PC in the next few years. So reiterating what I just said, multi-platform. I still stand by what I said yesterday and that I think Remedy is either working on Alan Wake 2, an IP that Remedy was able to purchase back from Microsoft in recent years, or Control 2, or it could be a combination of sorts since they apparently take place in the same universe. I'm curious what that second smaller scale spinoff could be. Maybe a VR game? Even though Epic doesn't seem particularly interested in investing in VR? Maybe a kart racer based in the Control universe? Remedy's first game, before even Max Payne, was a twisted metal-style vehicular combat game called Death Rally, so it's not an insane idea. It's an incredibly unlikely one, but not an insane one. In any case, it's all very exciting, even though we probably won't see the products of these partnerships for many years. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Nintendo Switches are hard to come by right now. Switch consoles are becoming hard to come by, unfortunately. I have anecdotal evidence of this, having been asked by at least one friend if I knew where they could find a non-light switch because prices online were very high. And during my various recent grocery runs to Target, I always stop by the video game section because I have a problem and I can't not always be obsessively thinking about video games. And I realized I had not seen a standard model switch in a long time. It seems, though, that actual numbers are now backing up my previous assumptions. Alessandro Barbosa reported on the shortage for GameSpot and received a statement from Nintendo about it, writing, It's becoming increasingly difficult to find stock of the original Nintendo Switch at its official $300 retail price across the usual channels, including Amazon, Best Buy, and eBay. The Nintendo Switch Lite, which retails for $200, isn't as scarce across all retailers, but is sold out on Amazon. Nintendo of America knows supply is short and hopes to renew stock in the near future. Nintendo Switch hardware is selling out at various retail locations in the U.S., but more systems are on the way, Nintendo explained in a statement to GameSpot. We apologize for any inconvenience. The shortages could be a result of COVID-19 issues, but it seems Animal Crossing has also created a new demand for the system, especially as people are quarantining and working from home. I've even talked to a few people who don't play a lot of video games, but they're interested in picking up a Switch because Animal Crossing is just taking over the world. And my advice has been that the Switch Lite is a solid system, if that's the only option. That is actually my primary Switch right now, a Lite, 
But I also like playing handheld. And even though I do bounce between TV and handheld mode a lot when I play on a standard Switch, I generally favor handheld mode. My ratio is probably like 70-30 favoring handheld. So I'm kind of an exception. When you have the option, I think most people prefer playing on the TV, but the Switch Lite is great. It's a good system. Hopefully it all levels out so that people aren't being forced to pay way too much on sites like eBay. Plague Inc. creators donate $250,000 to COVID-19 research and are releasing a new game mode about preventing a deadly disease outbreak. Plague Inc., the simulation video game that is all about spreading a plague, has, probably expectedly, bubbled up in popularity, potentially, as a result of morbid curiosity. The game has seen a surge in sales and was controversially removed from the Chinese app store, but it is not a game that condones the spread of disease at all. In fact, if anything, it's a great educational tool for understanding how a disease can spread. Considering the subject matter of the game and in an effort to help prevent the further spread of COVID-19, developer Endemic Creations announced recently that it has donated $250,000 split between the Coalition of Epidemic Preparedness Innovations, CEPI, and the World Health Organization's COVID-19 Solidarity Response Fund. Along with the donation, Endemic Creations announced a new mode for the game about fighting disease spread. From the developer's website, it reads, While arranging our donations with the WHO and CEPI, we were repeatedly asked if we could make a game which let the player work to stop an outbreak. Therefore, as well as providing financial support, we are accelerating work on a new Plague Inc. game mode, which lets players save the world from a deadly disease outbreak. Players will have to balance managing disease progression and boosting healthcare systems, as well as controlling real-world actions such as triaging, quarantining, social distancing, and closure of public services. We are developing this game mode with the help of experts from the World Health Organization, the Global Outbreak Alert and Response Network, and more. The new update will be free for all players during the pandemic, and we will share more information as soon as we can. I am happy to see Endemic taking this unexpected responsibility of having a game about disease spread during a time of a major disease seriously and trying to do something good with it. So good on you guys, Endemic. Here's what released today. One Piece Pirate Warriors 4 is out today, and it is one that will be played in my house. I'm married to a huge One Piece fan, and a lot of that fandom has rubbed off on me. I really liked One Piece World Seeker, the open world One Piece game that released last year. But my wife's favorite One Piece game is Pirate Warriors 3. It's from the Dynasty Warriors folks and uses the Dynasty Warriors gameplay, which can be tedious sometimes. I kind of grow exhausted by it, you know, when I play those games. But considering all the crazy, unique powers that exist within the One Piece universe, it all actually translates pretty well to become one of the better Dynasty Warrior-style games based on existing properties that are out there. Saints Row 4 Re-Elected is out today on Switch. The game was featured on yesterday's Nintendo Direct, but they missed the window to have it just say, and it's out now by one day. A real missed opportunity. I never beat it when it originally came out on Xbox 360, which is admittedly telling about my passion for the game, but I did play it a lot when it came out. It's basically the closest we've gotten to a genuine have-all-the-powers-of-Neo-Matrix video game that we've ever gotten. 
Saints Row 3's Switch port was pretty rough, though, so hopefully this one runs better. Undernight in birth exe colon late open bracket cl dash r close bracket, which, yes, has a bizarre, impossible to pronounce name, is out today on PC. It's a well-regarded fighting game slash visual novel that came to Switch and PlayStation 4 last month, but now it's out on PC. Gigantosaurus, the game, is also out on PlayStation 4, Switch, Xbox One, and PC. It looks like a Nintendo 64-era platformer with some kart racing elements, and it can all be played single-player or co-op. Apparently, it's based on an animated children's show that airs on Disney Junior. I'm not familiar with the show. Lost Words Beyond the Page is a rarity in that it is out today exclusively on Google Stadia. It is coming to other platforms next year. According to its description on Steam, you have to move words to solve puzzles. The game was written by Rihanna Pratchett, who has all kinds of video game writing credits, including Heavenly Sword, Tomb Raider, and Rise of the Tomb Raider. She also wrote some Tomb Raider comics, and she was involved with a game I love, the 2008 Prince of Persia, where she is credited as an additional writer. That's it for gaming news today. I broke down and started Animal Crossing yesterday. I finally did it, and I fell asleep immediately. Like, I didn't even get to the point where I was controlling my character, which is not a good sign. But I also woke up super early yesterday to play Half-Life Alex, so I think that was the main offender more than the game being boring. I did manage to wake up and make some progress. I caught some bugs, I got the museum started, I got my airport opened up. I'm liking it more than I've liked any previous Animal Crossing game, but the main reason I will keep playing is because it is fun to play together with my family. I set up my island in the southern hemisphere, so my wife and kid came to my island and they caught a bunch of rare fish while I tried to hit them with a bug net. So, you know, that was a good time. If you have corrections or feedback, send them to me on Twitter, at Kyle M. Hilliard or at Gaming Ride Home, or you can send me an email, kyle at ridehome.info. I still want emails that I can read on the podcast, so I don't know. Send me your thoughts. Maybe I should ask you a question. Are you digging into your backlog while you're self-quarantining? Are you going back and playing games you always meant to but never did? Or are you just playing the new releases? Please consider leaving a review for the podcast wherever you listen to it. You can also check out my Twitch account, Kyle Impersonator. I'm playing through Black Mesa right now, and just the more I play it, the more I love it. The more I'm just like, this game's amazing. And it just... It's a remake of, a, of an old game, and the old game, you know, the bones were there, so Crowbar Collective basically just had to reassemble them and do all kinds of fancy computer program with it, but they nailed it. Like, I, just, I really like how that game came out. I'm, I'm enjoying it a lot. You can also find me on the MinMax Show for more long-form video game discussion, and I will talk to you more about video games on Monday. I'm getting better at remembering when it's Friday. Save on Cox Internet when you add Cox Mobile and get fiber-powered internet at home and unbeatable 5G reliability on the go. So whether you're playing a game at home yes, cool. or attending one live, no! you can do more without spending more. Learn how to save at cox.com slash internet. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial cable. Cox Mobile runs on the network with unbeatable 5G reliability as measured by Ookla LLC in the U.S. to H2023. Results may vary, not an endorsement. Other restrictions apply.